0: This is HPR episode 1846 entitled UNITUT 61E Review. It is hosted by Anibil and is about 21 minutes long. The summary is, Anibil does a quick review of his favorite multimeter for electronics, the ut 61E.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15.
0: This is N.Y. Bill, and I thought I'd do a quick episode, a quick review of the multimeter I mentioned in my last episode, Multimeter Mods 1, the Unity UT61E. I just heard that episode today, and uh, I post my episodes like two weeks apart, so I don't get too many out there at once. You guys will get sick of hearing at me. However, by the time I do hear back my own episode, enough time has gone by. It's like new to me, and I can pick up all the little mistakes and edits and things like that. One thing I said in that episode, I called this meter cheap, and that was unfair. I, that's just the wrong word for it. So I'll go through the meter a little, in a little more detail and go through the functions. This is my go-to meter for electronics work now. Uh, I use this thing all the time. First of all, it's 50 uh, It's 50 bucks. 40, you can get it on sale sometimes. It's a true RMS meter, which for 50 bucks, that's you don't find that. Usually a $50 meter is going to be an averaging meter. Now, the, the difference between that is an averaging meter, if you plug it in the wall or you test something, it takes the peak voltage and it assumes, on AC, this is, it assumes that the waveform is perfectly sinusoidal. So it averages out and it tells you you have, let's say, 60 volts AC. However, that may not be the case. The, you might have noise. You might have some type of peak or a frequency issue where the voltage is ramping up to 60 and then ramping, qu- dropping off quickly right back down. That is not really 60 volts worth of power that you have there because you have a weak curve coming in and you have a weak curve going out. So you're only getting that 60 volts at the peak. The averaging meter is going to tell you there's 60 volts there, but a true RMS, RMS meter will go through the actual sine wave that's developing and give you a root mean square, and it'll tell you, you know, you're supposed to have 60 volts here, AC. You think you do, but you're only getting 42 or 38. So true RMS is a nice thing to have in a meter, and you don't see that for $50. Usually that jumps right to a $150 meter, and you go up from there. The other nice feature is this is a 22,000-count display. Not really sure how the count relates to what i'm going to mention in one minute though, but you, you see like four thousand count meters, eight thousand count meters, twelve thousand count meters. this is twenty two thousand count. but what that refers to is how many digits are on the display, and most meters you'll get you know zero dot zero zero that's what I usually see in most meters. so if you stick it on. 9 volts DC, you're going to see 9 point and then you might see 0.32 or you know, whatever is after the decimal. 22,000 counts gives you a resolution four digits after the decimal. So that can come in handy if you're doing any calculations with uh, electronics. Until you get up to 10 volts, you're going to see like 9.3562, I'm just making up a number, but four digits of resolution. That'll help you if you're gonna get out a calculator and do anything, you know, the, the better you know where your voltage is, the better your uh, calculation is gonna come out. Once you get above 10 volts, the decimal point drops back one. So then you're gonna have 10.000 or three places of resolution. So that is also a handy feature and you don't usually see that much resolution on a meter of this, in this price range. So when I was saying cheap, which is not really the right word, it's, how do I describe it? It's not built, like, to an industrial and a safety type of robust build. There's got to be a word I'm looking for, and I just can't think of it. So, looking inside, like, inside my fluke, everything is in its own, like, little blast-shielded, compartmentalized areas within there's plastic in plastic and all the plastic meshes together you're going to be holding this thing in your hand and you don't want it to blow up fluke has big heavy duty fuses and they actually make cutouts in the pcb so if something did go wrong with that fuse a spark is not going to be able to gap over and ruin more sensitive equipment and basically kill the meter and they have big heavy duty shunt trips the uh Unity has small, just like little, like glass. Well, they're not glass, actually. They're they're decent enough, a 1 amp and a 10 amp, and a small shunt trip. But you can just tell the build quality isn't up to uh, what the fluke is at. Uh, the banana plugs. The banana plug sockets on a nicer meter are going to be a nice heavy-duty metal and bolted right to the PCB. You're going to be using this thing a lot daily, plugging in and out, dropping it, you don't want those uh, banana plug sockets coming undone from the PCB board, and then you go to check something, and it looks like there's no voltage there, but really you're, like in the case of this Unity here, this solder could break off. This, the banana plug socket is just like a piece of crimped metal, a circle that your, your probe's going to go into, and off that metal it just bends off a piece of, like, geez, it's like a sixteenth inch piece of metal that's just thin, like two sheets of paper. And then that's soldered onto the board. So it's just that little solder break point there. I've dropped my fluke. Jeez, I was like three years ago. I had to, in this building, I had to climb up this, it was like a structure, but I had to get up to this like crane thing. Actually, it's a place where they uh, store steel. You're going to call in order. You need so many I-beams or whatever for your building or your project. And they store all the different gauges, of steel, and sizes, and rounds, and squares. And they put them in these big pans. And then this big, giant machine goes through this... Oh, a guy gets in the machine. And it's a long, skinny machine that's up on a crane rail. I'm just describing this because it's an interesting machine. I've never seen one. Only at this place. And he will go into the appropriate aisle. He knows where the steel is he needs to pick. And he might need to go into, like, aisle six and then go down to row 27 and then his whole entire machine will come up with him and he might need to go up 20 pans high and then like fork bars come out of the side of his machine pick up a pan and then bring it down where the guys can sort it cut it and get it ready for the customer so it's kind of like a big human driven uh pick and place machine i guess anyways i needed to go up to the top of that to the the controls of the crane part something wasn't working and I get all the way up to the last pan, I must be 35 feet in the air and my fluke was in the big pocket of my winter coat and that last movement just was enough to flip the meter out of the coat and it dropped 35 feet down and right onto concrete. That was three years ago and the meter is right next to me and it's been running fine since. I don't think if I dropped this Unity from that level there would be much left to it. I'm sure all these banana plug connections would bust. I'm sure the case would crack. Who knows what else would go wrong but the fluke it just it busted a little plastic piece on the back near the battery holder so now I only have one screw to hold my battery in but other than that uh, it's been working fine ever since so that's what I mean just by like building a robust build quality and then building the safety features for the opera the human that's going to be using this thing don't seem to be up to snuff with this unity however for electronics, it does everything I need in electronics, and it does it, pretty well. it does it well. So, having said all that, and looking into the board of this thing, I don't know how they're giving it a Category 4 rating of 600 volts, and a Category 3 rating of 1,000 volts, which is also what my Fluke is. And I'm looking around it. Fluke has the different... Uh, ul testing labs and i think across the pond you guys have ce i'm not sure what that stands for but testing labs take equipment and put it through like rigorous testing to make sure it does what it's supposed to do it stays within voltage it doesn't blow up in the guy's hand Uh, the unity does have a ce mark on the front that is just paint which i don't trust much it's not engraved into the thing anymore i don't see any ur ul listing which is uh underwriters laboratory for america i don't even think you could use this in certain situations or labs that require ul tested equipment labs that send all their equipment out to be calibrated you know periodically and they 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 need to know that these things run to spec i don't know if you can trust the unity in that situation i doubt it but so i can quickly go through the functions here and uh tell you what it does You got voltage, of course, DC and AC. The nice thing with the Unity is it defaults to DC. Most meters go to AC first and you have to have the function button to go to DC. Unity is the opposite and being this, I use this for electronics. It's nice that it just goes right to DC and, you know, just a little time saver. That's a nice touch. Uh, Next function, millivolts, AC and DC. Next function. Ohms, let me uh, get the probes here. The probes are decent enough. They feel a little, little more plasticky than like a nice silico- silicone probe. Points are sharp enough. Sharp points are good for your, if you've if you got to get in and uh, especially surface mount stuff. You, you need a real tight probe. Say, we're in the ohms function, and then uh, the blue button changes the function of whatever you're in in the uh, selector switch. So ohms, you press it once and you go to continuity. This is another nice feature of this meter. Most inexpensive meters... Well, I might be able to demonstrate that with that little pocket meter I have. Hang on. Cheaper meters tend to have scratchy or slow, laggy continuity. I can show you that here, if you can hear this. This is, that, this is a cheap little, it was like $19, it's a pocket meter. Can you hear the scratch? That is a pain in the butt if you're going through a board somewhere and you're looking for a short and you're going to probe like 100 things. If the continuity is going scratchy, you have to just spend – it doesn't sound like a lot, you know, if you have to spend an extra second on each probe. But if you have to do 100 or 200 of them, you can see that having a quick, fast, crisp continuity is nice. So this is nice, quick. It's got a slight bit of scratchiness to it. But it's it's quick and fast enough that it doesn't annoy me. So another night, that's another plus for the Unity. Uh, next button is oh diode testing. This is another I keep saying nice feature, but um, I guess I'm just going over the features that I think are a plus with this. It has a diode test and it puts out enough voltage to actually light up an LED. So like a couple of lugs ago, a buddy gave me. He got a whole bunch of LEDs and assortment mixed, and he just gave all the electronics people in the group like 20 or 30 of them in a little envelope, but they were all clear. However, in the mixed, you know, there was a red one and there was green ones and yellow ones and orange ones. So it was nice to be able to just take this meter, stick it to diode and go through all the LEDs and be able to sort them and put them all in their own separate little envelopes. So that's a plus. You don't have to get out a battery and a resistor to test an LED. Next function, capacitance. Here you can, uh, well, you check capacitors. I used this the other day. The Unity comes with this, I thought it was uh, kind of a joke at first, well, until I actually used it. it. It comes with this little, I guess I'll take a picture and put things in the show notes. It's a little adapter. You take your probes out, and it goes into voltage and milliamp microamp, and it's got test pads on it for, oh, I have it upside down. It has test pads that you can stick in a capacitor in the middle or a resistor in the middle and it will tell you nanofarad, picofarad, what your capacitance is. It has a place to put NPN and PNPN transistors to test those to see if they're good. And then it has those pads again in surface mount. So if you had tweezers, you can put your resistors or capacitors in the middle or check your diodes on the side. So I used this the other day. I bought uh, coin envelopes. They're only like Three inches by two inches, and I sorted all my capacitors because I had—I think I mentioned that I bought a couple—a kit that Joe knows kit of capacitors, and then I also had like just my own collection of capacitors over time. I went through all the values and put them all in their own envelopes and sorted them by value. And so I was using this little tester doohickey for a couple hours one day. That—that's what I thought was a bit of a gimmick. To sell the meter ends up being a useful tool. Next, uh, it does hertz, microamps AC/DC, milliamps AC/DC, amps AC/DC. So you can put this meter in line with a circuit and see how many amps are running through it. I don't I don't do that at work because you can uh, blo- start blowing fuses if something goes wrong. I just have an amp probe, a clamp meter. You just go around the wire, and it tells you how many amps are in there. But for a DC, you can have this meter in series with your circuit and see how many, how many, how many amps it's drawing. If you had a second meter, you can put it on there too, and then you can watch volts and amps as your circuit's running. So that's a handy feature to use. The meter is also auto-ranging. So I didn't mention that in the beginning, but I should have mentioned that back with the Chore MS stuff and everything. Uh, you just you just put it to, let's say here, I just want the AC. It's just sitting at zero. Stick it in the wall. Stick it on a battery. No, Not a battery, but stick it on an AC signal, and it's going to auto-range up and move the decimal point for you. That's handy. Non-auto-ranging, you'll know them if you see them. You look at the selector knob, and it's not just five or six or ten functions. It looks like there's a 100 of them on there. So then you have, to, you have to know about what you're going to be measuring. If you're going to be measuring DC 10 volts, you have to add the selector knob in the 0 to 10 volts range. If you're going to go, you think it's going to be 20 volts, you're going to have to click your selector knob. So you have to range in the meter. Just get auto-ranging. It's just much nicer. The other thing this meter does, which is handy, is it has a relative button. So you take a reading let's say i clamp my meter on something and i take a reading and it's 10 volts dc and you hit relative it's going your meter's going to go to zero then any fluctuations plus or minus off of 10 volts dc that's what it will display for you so it just gets rid of you having to write things down and you know do some plus subtraction or addition after your reading you can just see how it's varying off of what you call your baseline voltage so relative is a nice button to have. I don't know why it has a range button. I'm looking at it now. Why do you have a range button? Oh, you can put it in manual. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's letting me move the decimal place right now. One decimal place, four zeros after, and then I can go one decimal place. I don't know why you'd want to do this. Why do you want to get rid of your resolution? Anyways, it has that feature, if you call it a feature. So like I said in the multimeter I should stop pressing this so you can stop hearing that beep. Like I said in the multimeter mods episode, I did find it lacking that it didn't have a backlight. And I would like to have that auto shut off timer put in it. And I am still working on that. There will be an episode to follow up with the uh with that meter, and I just called it that meter because I'm holding a different one. Yes, I like this Unity so much for Doing electronics work, I bought a second one. <laughs> I, I hope it, this doesn't sound like a big pitch for the um, – these guys aren't paying me. I just – I was on Amazon ordering something. Oh, I think it was when I – in the other episode when I checked the price of this, and it, it was $48. And then later that night, I'm thinking, maybe I'll just get a second one. Because sometimes I'm up here on the desk, I'm working on a project at night, and I want two meters. So I'll probably – you know I want to watch watch voltage, and I want to watch current or I want to watch the voltage going into a circuit and watch it coming out at the same time. And what I would do in the past is just wait till the next day and hopefully remember to bring my fluke home and then you know, use the fluke for the night and then bring it back to work. But that just kind of breaks my flow of the project in the moment there. It would be nice to have two nice meters to uh, just have access to all the time. So this second Unity will just sit here on the desk right next to the power supply and that's where it'll stay. The other one that I'm modding, that's still going to be my one for the hacker bag that I bring to meetings, and that's why I want the timer circuit in that, because sometimes I pull it out, and I do something quick, and I throw it back in the bag, and I'm talking with everybody at the meeting, and that's when I'm forgetting to turn the thing off, and I'm killing batteries, so that one's still going to get modded. This one, this new one for the bench, I might still put the, uh, I think I will, I'm going to put the, do the backlight mod on it, but I don't, I won't do the timer circuit on it, because uh, when I'm at the... When I'm at the desk here, everything's on. I can see all the lights, and then when I stand up, I turn everything off, so I don't think I'll be killing batteries in this one. But Okay, that was just a uh, quick review of the Unity and so that you guys didn't get the wrong impression when I called it cheap. Okay, if anybody has any comments or questions, you can leave them on the webpage, or I am nybill at gunmonkeynet.net, and statusnet social is sn.gunmonkeynet.net. Okay, until next time.
1: and is part of the Binary Revolution at GreenLive.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under Creative Commons, Attribution, Sharealike, 3.0